Hey there, Almost Founder, and welcome back to the most practical podcast for very early stage entrepreneurs. My name is Kurish Kafari, and just like you, I'm a young founder who likes to build products that people love. Today, we are learning from Frederick Segerby, and in 2013, he co-founded Tailify, the marketing technology company that helps ambitious brands leverage the power of influencer marketing. Tailify was voted most likely to revolutionize the media industry and influencer marketing company of the year in 2019. And today, Frederick will tell us how to avoid spending cash on paid ads that don't bring any results at all. This is an important one for all of us who are out there trying to get their brands to the big users, but we don't have tons of cash to do it. So we shouldn't be spending it on ads that just don't bring any results, right? So let's get to it. And as always, share this episode with some of your entrepreneurial friends who are on the brink of spending a bit of money on paid ads. Let them know that this might not be the best time. So get ready to learn today to use tomorrow. Thank you so much for being here, first of all. And I just wanted to ask you a quick question about your co-founders before we get to the actual topic. So your your team and how it was formed is not the best practices case of what we hear about because you guys were all from the same course and you were good friends. So can you just tell me a little bit about how that happened and how it really worked? No, well, I mean, I've, I've heard that, that as well in the past. I, I think ultimately you should start a company with people that you get along with and people that complement you. Uh, what I mean by that is that you shouldn't necessarily start a company with people that have exactly the same skill set as, as yourself. Looking at the three of us, uh, we're all Scandinavians, we all went CAS, but in fact, personality-wise and different skills that we bring to the table are, are actually quite different. So the reality, and, and I can only speak from my own experience, we have always gotten along really well. Um, I, I said before that we shared a flat during CAS. In fact, we, we continue to share a flat for a number of years, even after that, when we started the company. I think in total, we have lived together and studied and worked together for five or six years. So I, I don't necessarily buy into the concept that you shouldn't start a company with friends, but I would say always question if you do it for the right intentions um, and make sure that you have complementary skills in one way or another. Now, let's get to the actual topic of today, which is how to properly do paid ads. And I wanted to speak about this because we've had a lot of almost founders actually spend money on ads for their own businesses. And what they saw was a rise in the vanity metrics, as in like the metrics that look good, but don't really do anything like likes on a picture or uh, website visitors. But those people never turn into users, which really made us see that there's not enough out there for young founders to understand the difficulties within paid ads. And sometimes they're a waste of money, right? So from your experience, when was the first time you and your co-founders decided to spend money on ads? Although I don't remember the specific time, I do know that it was probably a few years into starting Tailify. For the record, I mean, we're, we're in a sort of B2B type of industry. Uh, we sell directly to other companies. And so sort of that mass marketing element, although we work with it for all of our clients, uh, it's not necessarily something we apply to ourselves. However, we, we started doing that very late. Uh, and I think the reason for starting very late is because there are plenty of other opportunities when it comes to marketing, which I'm sure we'll talk a lot about today. Uh, that are much, much more efficient 
uh, and much better than starting with a budget and just spending cash without actually knowing if it's going to give you any return. So in my own experience, probably started in year three in Talify, and we're now seven years into running the company. So what made you want to take that decision in year three then? Because at that point, we had come enough into our journey that we had gotten to know who we were as a brand, the sort of values and the, the sort of USPs that we wanted to, to really push for, if you want. We had a number of years, especially in the, in the early days, that was all about getting to learn the industry, getting to know who we should be in the industry. And we didn't see any point in really putting much spend behind that until we could craft a message that was authentic enough to be perceived as value add for for our clients. Now we did push marketing in, in several different ways, but I think paid the way I see it is just an amplific amplification of a message that you know very well and have crafted over a long pe period of time. And once that message is so strong that you feel the next step for this to really push it out there, that's when you should start to push rate. But I, I do think that a lot of, especially newly started companies, make the mistake of thinking that if we just put a high reach number behind this, if we just put some paid you know, spend behind this, that Lots of people will see it and, and more people will convert. But if you don't know what converts people in the first place, it's not going to help you just to put any paid uh, behind it. Nowadays, we all know how to get our products or services out there. We have Instagram that is for free. We can use TikTok for free. We can use all of these social channels that are available to us, which just require us to grind and do work on it. And there's tons of resources out there to tell you how you can do it in the best way. But I don't think there's enough resources for us to really understand as young founders when we're ready to do these paid advertisements. So imagine that you are back in my position right now. You're a young founder, you're starting your first business. What are some rules that you would go through in your head to come to the conclusion whether you're ready or not to actually spend some of your cash, which is probably not a lot, on ads? I think an exercise that any company needs to do, and especially when you start out, is understand why you're in this industry. Understand why you started it in the first place. Because often that gut feeling you had is often very true. Um, but what you need to do, and, and it, one mistake that we did very early on was that we didn't ask enough of our customers or enough of the people that we thought would buy the product uh, if, if we had the right solution for them. We didn't really push or question the pain points that they had. We had a hunch. Uh, we thought we had the right hunch, but uh, it turned out to be the, the, the wrong hunch. Uh, and eventually, after two and a half years uh, into starting Talify and having spent loads of time and loads of money building a product, we realized that wasn't the product that people wanted to buy. So I think the exercise that you really need to go through, and that's why I sort of started talking about get to know yourself, really understand why you, you start this company and then understand why customers want to buy that product from you. It's almost like a relationship. If before you sort of get to that stage when you get engaged and then married, you want to really get to know the person. Uh, and just in this instance, the person happens to be a company. 
Um, so it's sort of this, this long dating period almost, if you want, uh, with yourself and your own journey on why you started a company and then why other people want to engage with that company. So I, I would definitely spend a lot of time on that. I would more concretely uh, understand who my customers are, uh, where they spend their time, and not just where they spend their time, but where they are most receptive to any kind of soft messages that you put out. You, you might see when you first look at an audience and say, uh, I, they probably hang out, um, you know, spend a lot of time on Facebook, just as an example. But even though they might spend some time on Facebook, where they actually get inspiration and content might, for instance, be Instagram, or, or it might be a blog, who knows, but really get to know your customer. Um, I, I want to speak about the front end and the back end of marketing. The front end being the message that you put out there and the back end being what happens after you click on the ad and you go to the link that it's on there. Um, just for the whole sake of the argument, let's assume that influencer ads are kind of like the usual paid ads that you put out there on all the socials with the huge difference, of course, that the people know those influencers. But from your experiences of small founders and small businesses coming to the influencers rather than big businesses. What are the biggest mistakes people make on the front end side? Sure. When I really break it down and and, and I'm speaking of marketing in general, there's uh, perhaps two things might might be fair, but the two things that really comes to mind, one is trust. That that is really number one. The second one is reach. Um, So in order for you to gain trust as a brand, you need to have a good product that, that really solves a pain point for enough people to, to buy it. Um, and once you have that in place, and again, once you know yourself and your customer, only then is, is reach uh, an important metric. Because again, reach will only amplify if your message is strong enough. So where we have seen, at least in the past, and now I think in general, if you speak about the influence marketing, Loads of brands and people start to understand that trust is such an important element. Um, in the early days of starting Tailify and looking at ads across the board, not just an influencer on the influencer side, there was a lot of focus on reach. Uh, people crafted messages that weren't really authentic. And when they're not authentic, it doesn't matter if you reach a billion people or a thousand people because they're not going to take this message and do an action on the base of it. It's why, obviously, we, you know, slightly biased here, but influencer and influencer marketing has that opportunity to actually craft a message that people can relate to. Perfect. So the message really has to be on point. And before you go out there and you try to spend money on it to get it to as many people as possible, you should really try to perfect it within the small audience that you have right now that you got to without spending any money on marketing. So later on, when it goes to those million viewers, you know that your conversion rates are going to be better because the message is just better. But what about the back end side of it right now? Um, Not talked about enough. I can't find too many resources out there. And I think that the next buying steps are just so important. If we just look at the one-click buy of Amazon. That's just insane. So can we speak a little bit more about the mistakes made on that side? And can we elaborate on the fact that it's just a bit overlooked for young founders? 100%. Look, we started Tailify with a concept of simply just connecting A with B and A being brand with B being influencer and us sort of acting as that middleman. We started and to see some, some interesting patterns about 
three years ago now. And, and those patterns are exactly what you talk about. It's not just about crafting that message and, and, and creating that relationship. It's also about what happens when that relationship works so well that enough people are either going to purchase a product uh, or, or go to a website, wh- whatever the intention of the marketing campaign is. So there are a lot of different patterns you can measure. Now, Tailify today is very different from Tailify three, four years ago, in the sense that we are essentially just a provider that understands the sort of data and psychology that that drives those behaviors. And so the recommendation I would give to any founder, anyone starting a business is to track and measure everything and not just to, to do it for the sake of it, but to really understand what works and what doesn't. You did give an example there of if you can try this in your own channels before you start to put any sort of paid behind it. I think that is a brilliant way, especially when you're just starting out. You, you don't have that information and you need to get it somewhere. Um, so trying it out in your own channels is, is a great thing. From our perspective and you know, talking about influencers specifically, what you really need to understand is who are the influencers you should be targeting. And the mistake that most people make is to go after the people that have the most followers, the most likes, the most whatever it might be. While the reality and what we have seen in, in you know, having done this for seven years and have been running thousands of campaigns uh, is that the biggest correlation between an ad and an actual purchase at the end of that ad uh, is the value match. So the values you have as a brand needs to match the values of the influence you collaborate with. And so numbers in terms of followers, etc., has much less of an importance if you get that element right. Now, this is for influence marketing specifically, but that is something I think it goes across the board. Uh, that's why I said knowing where your customers spend time um, and where they really take that information on board are probably two of the most important things to understand. Just to put that into the numbers perspective, the reason why we really want to raise these conversions on our own ad is because it gives us more value for our money when we actually decide to put some money into it and get it to a million people. When we test out our message and our backend on our own users and figure out how many people click on the website, how many people buy the website, and we can raise those conversion rates by 1% or 2%, if we pay money for it and it goes out to a million people, 1% is 10,000 extra people on your website. That means the more you figure out how to craft your message perfectly, the more you're going to get out of that money that you spent on those paid ads. Now, as my final question, I want to ask you about your own experiences. Were there ever times with Tailify when you kind of felt like you're not growing enough or you're not doing the right thing and you really just wanted to get an ad out there to to reach a wider audience and how did you pinch yourself back then and not do it my experience in all honesty was was slightly different um, in the sense that we never thought that the solution to our problem was to put paid marketing behind any of the, the things that we did. Um, what, what is very much correct is the fact that we definitely failed uh, in our first attempt and probably second attempt as well. We massively failed because, again, we underestimated the power of knowing our brand and our customer. Um, it took us years in all honesty, to, to really figure that out. Uh, we did the mistake of 
spending time, money and effort into building something that ultimately wasn't solving a true pain point for our customers. Um, so when we realized the first time around that we had failed, uh, the solution was not to then go out and try to just push the same message harder. It was really to go back fundamentally to the drawing board. And I, I remember this specifically. We, we had a whole week when we sat down, me, me and my two co-founders, and we created this very, very long list uh, of everything that we had done wrong. And I say that was a very long list because there was a lot of things that we had done wrong. But it was only after that we had done that exercise that we could then understand, okay, if we would to do this differently, how would we do it then? Um, and that exercise, again, was probably or is today the, the, the fundamentals of what Tailify stands for and believes in. Thank you so much for this, Frederick. And in just 17 minutes, you now know that the answer to the question, should I be spending money on marketing, is usually no. So get back to the drawing board and figure out the right message. As always, please share this episode with some of your founder friends who might need that little pinch to say no to Facebook, Google, Instagram, or wherever they want to spend their money. I will speak to you next week. And as always, my name is Kurosh Kafari. And just like you, I'm an almost founder. <laughs>